That's a decent way to start. I think um, it's kind of pathetic, honestly. But I, I'm I'm just thinking I start every episode like that now. No, no. that's how we lose viewers. It... Okay, you're you're I, trying been, to get us. I've to... been working on that song all week. I've been like, we took a two week break to rebrand Stack for season two. I've been literally look. I have the the lyrics right here in this book. I have the lyrics. I have the. I wrote out everything. It's all right here. And quite frankly, I just don't feel appreciated as the theme songwriter to stack. Okay. All right. Well, mm. welcome all right, back, guys, to Stacked, episode one hundred and one, the season two premiere. That's hey. I guess every one hundred episodes. Every 100 episodes, we're going to be calling this a little season, um, which means there's going to be some changes. So, um, first of all, first change, you know, you've clicked on the video. There, what the? There's no, it's a new thumbnail. It looks different. Oh, the background's new too. Oh, this, it's everything's looking a bit clearer. Look, our heads have bodies now. We're doing cool little poses, you know? I grew a body. You grew a body. Look at Brandon's holding his little Blu ray collection, and he's, uh, <laughs> Hey, it's great. Um, I got new Blu-rays. You got new Blu-rays. Uh, Brand, do you want to tell us about your new Blu-rays you got today? Just kidding. Uh, we're recording stack. Um, he did get new Blu-rays today, everybody. Let's just say that. You g guess in the comments below what Blu-rays Brandon bought today. Let's let's play a little game, huh? We'll have some fun games, and whoever gets the closest answer, I don't know how to we get closest. Uh, I don't know where this bit's going. Let's just move on. Okay, so we're back. Um, quick thing to go over for season two. Um, we're trying to make this. We're trying to make this show a bit more uh, conversation driven rather than round robin driven. You know, uh, in the past of stacked, we'd often just resort to just going around in a circle and sharing our picks. You know, um, so we're gonna stop doing that. We're actually just gonna talk about. A subject matter we're we're gonna have films we're gonna have a stack of films um but we're not necessarily gonna bring them up in an order you know we're just we're gonna have the conversation guide when to bring up those films and are we're not limiting it to three right uh i chose three you don't have to do that i just choose three i don't know i couldn't i didn't really want to think of any more but i chose three myself that's fine if you have more um and then we don't have final stacks, so we're just going to talk about these films in relation to the subject matter. Maybe we'll we'll talk at the end of like uh, reflect on some of the the better picks that we had, you know, and be like, hey, watch those films. It'll be sort of an informal stack, final stack, you know, but still stack driven. We're still recommending movies to watch together um, around a certain topic. But it's not gonna be everyone gets a soapbox moment, you know. We're gonna be taught. We're gonna be engaging into a nice conversation, and um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Uh, the three of us are back. We're at it again, and we got a pretty cool topic um, to go over this week. Um, Brandon, you were the one who suggested this. I love this topic, by the way, because it is such a like 
it's such a uh, fundamental thing of cinema. It's uh, niche. Of the, of, it's a niche like thing of the release calendar. Uh, Brandon, do you, do you want, want me do you to, want to talk to... about? Yeah, it? talk about. Yeah, Let's talk about our subject for this week. Uh, well, because like it's the dreaded release month of post-holiday blues, but way too early for like spring or summer blockbusters. Studios dump like movies that they either don't want or don't think will succeed because they need products to release in January. They can't just have stale products because they if people don't go to the movies in January, uh oh well. But they're not gonna know what's coming out until like the summertime. Because that's when everybody goes to the movies, watches all their trailers. Yeah, social media has changed that. But January is their dumping grounds. And occasionally, you know, they'll come out with awards favorites, like early in the month in like a, a wide release capacity. But more often than not, it's like mostly shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like none of that best like is exemplified by anything but the first week where you usually see a really bad horror film get released uh, to cinemas. Yeah. And it's torture, even for movie theater employees, because when I worked at the theater, like it was like always like a movie that was PG 13 or a soft R. So teenagers would get all their friends together before they went back to school to watch it and basically bump up the ticket numbers. And it just was awful. It was like the worst. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's an anomaly. Um, Chris, why do you think they dump stuff onto like into why January? You know, I I mean, I think Brandon kind of nailed on the head in the sense that like it is right after the holiday season, and that's kind of when we get our last flood of um, big blockbusters. So, like for example. Uh, in December of 2022, um, we got many movies, but I mean, the big elephant in the room, obviously, was Avatar The Way of Water, right? Um, but then, you know, like, for example, a lot of the other releases that come out throughout the year are, it's almost like you kind of can identify the seasons of movie releases. So, for example, like Brandon said, in the summer, you know, you usually get your big blockbusters. Uh, like, oftentimes, for example, Marvel will release one or two things in the summer, um, oftentimes usually in like May and then maybe one in like July or August, maybe, I don't know. It depends every year. Um, and then, you know, you have your award season, which is usually in the fall. Um, and then, th so kind of like the way that I kind of see it is that, um, these early months, January and February, especially are kind of your months where, like you said, studios are more willing to kind of just throw these movies, um, into these months because, they need to release something and it's something that will make them just enough money. Um, oftentimes these films are usually cheaper to produce in comparison to say a blockbuster. So the return on their investment is a lot more um, safer on that end. And then, you know, it's, it's sandwiched in a time right after the holidays, but right before like, for example, spring, which is when maybe you'd start to get a little bit more on the higher end of things with like, say, um, for example, I know in February, like I think late February, we're getting Ant-Man this year. Yeah, uh, That's kind of like the big blockbuster to kind of kickstart the spring season. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I saw it. Um, and yeah, you know, oftentimes January movies are tend to not be of the best quality, but you know, there's still some fun to be had. And there are exceptions to that rule, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, also, I think yeah. it's like studios are willing to take more risks. 
with February releases since it's like earlier in the month. So they don't have competition like they do during summer. That's true. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it, but it's a February movie. They released Deadpool, the first Deadpool in February. It's an R. Yeah, they did it as a Valentine's movie. movie. Yeah. And the Lego movie in February that came out right before. And both of those movies are like massive hits, right? Yeah. But it only, I think, because they were in February and the studio saw it as this, this movie has the potential to bomb and it doesn't reflect on us as a studio because we released it in February. Or it has all that runway until spring break when like movies actually start coming out that I think the masses are going to see regardless. But that's just me. Ethan, what were you going to say? Um... I think we should let's get into the let's get into the crap, shall we? Let's get into the the movies that you feel like have dis, def, uh, defined uh, January. Um, is there anyone that has like a, their definitive shitty January movie that comes to mind? Well, the Bye Bye Man for me because yeah. That movie haunts me to this day. I literally, I was watching a movie with Evelyn the other day, and she likes to watch the trailers as like a little time capsule before I put on a Blu-ray or a DVD. So the, she won't let the 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 trailers play before we get to the menu. Oh. And we watched the Bye Bye Man trailer, and I oh, was like, God. oh no. In that movie, I think it was 2016, 2017, PG-13 horror movie, or very soft R, like I said. And I remember having to watch that movie five times because we had crowd control where we would have to sit in on theaters so that like teenagers wouldn't be too rowdy and rambunctious filming the movie, like having sex or smoking, you know, that stuff happens. And so like we need to be in there. And that movie is awful as is. So it makes sense why people would want to do all that stuff in the movie because it's just so boring and like bland and the scares are like predictable it's just like the perfect cannon fodder and a nothing movie that I don't think anybody remembers unless you like were there for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it it is weird. Like <laughs> this is actually a an interesting story that I, I don't know if I have the permission to talk about it. I'll bleep this out if I don't. Um, I'm, I'm just talking about theater etiquette and movies in movies oh. that nobody gives a shit about seeing um yeah devotion yeah devotion my oh right went to go see devotion with uh with her dad uh last weekend and you know devotion came out in november it's in its last like week release you know they're the only ones in the theater and then these two teenage boys came in and just in the middle of the movie they just uh they just dropped trow and started you know uh, choking the chicken to devotion um which is like what the fuck <laughs> is of all mean? movies but Are, okay like, jonathan majors you know he's like yeah jonathan majors and glenn powell the type they're, of they're hunks you get for, from the january season i guess but that <laughs> that just disgusted me and just made me so mad that i would even think to do that in the movie theater to my girlfriend no less i was just like what the hell? You know, I want to. I want to go after those guys. Um, but nobody goes to the movies. In but January. nobody goes to the movies in January, and that's why they <laughs> thought it was a good idea to do it. I guess I don't fucking. And I guess know. devotion of all movies. Stay I guess. at home. Stay at home. What are you doing? Okay. It's um, returning. This is the great return that people the great are talking return. about. I, I know. It's because like we had like a moment of peace. 
You remember yeah, when we went to see Nobody? People truly loved film. Yeah, only because only people who truly love film used to go to movies now because everyone else thought it was too dangerous, you know? And now it's like, oh, like the schlock heads are showing up. Yeah. Uh, it's just disgusting. Okay, I want to talk about, for me, this is the definitive uh, January bad movie. So the, the movies that I picked out for this category... Um, I want to talk about uh, one aspect of January is I feel like the awards films that sort of flood into January, you know, you'll see that a lot. Like limited. Are we talking bad? No, 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 no. This is just what this is not bad. These are good uh, awards films that limited release in December and then sometimes leak into January. So we always see those films that are like really good, but we couldn't have the chance to in 2020, like in the year before we see them this year, you know? Um, but I don't want to talk about that yet. Then there's like sometimes there's some wild cards that I'll talk about one wild card, and then there's these ridiculous movies that come out um, that they know nobody's gonna see. That this movie just it feels like it feels like the month of January to me, and that we saw this movie all together, boys. It's I'm not pick- the nut job. No, it's the upside. I'm pick- <laughs> oh my god, the upside. Oh, Fuck that movie, bro. Oh my god. I just... It, okay, so it's The Upside. Uh, um, it is an English remake of one of the best French films ever made, uh, The Intouchables, which if you've never seen that film, we've talked about it on Stacked, I think. Yes, I, yeah, we did for friendship movies. Go see that movie. That movie is absolutely amazing. The upside starts Kevin Hart, who takes care of Brian Cranston, who's a quadriplegic, and they start, you know, he's a really rich quadriplegic, and Kevin Hart, you know, he's very poor, and they they sort of, it's, you know, it's supposed to be a movie about, like, uh, coming together amidst their completely different backgrounds, you know, and forming a special relationship, but they just take everything that's right about the French film, and they just make it so, so soapy and cheesy. You know, it's like, it's lit very soft, and it's just like, uh, it's not funny at all, you know? It just like, just the mood that movie makes me in, like, that's like the January mood, where you're just like, oh, you know, January, ooh, you know? Mm. And I just, I, that was the first movie I thought of when I thought of January movies, because, like, I was dreading to see that movie beforehand, which is why we all saw it, you know, because we were like, well, we're such big fans of the original. No, Chris was actually looking forward to it. Chris was, but and, Chris Well, because I, I, had, I hadn't seen the original, and, you yeah. know, like, I, I like me some Kevin Hart comedy, and I love Brian Cranston, but, like, geez, those two dudes, man, the chemistry just wasn't there for those two. No. I've, but, you know, like, Don't it watch is what it is. remakes, unless it's a man called Otto, because apparently that's good. I don't know. <laughs> is it really? Good? Yeah, that's what... I mean, Chris Stuckman only reviews movies he likes now, and he liked and it. He so. reviewed it, man. Well, if if the Stuckmanizer likes it, then <laughs> shit. That, I, I guess so. It. I guess I got to go see it. Um, Chris, what kind of what kind of shit January movies you got? Huh? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I was like, the only thing that really came to mind. But I checked; we saw this in February. Um, but I don't know if this counts, so I don't know if this counts because we didn't see it opening weekend, so maybe it, you could classify this as a January movie. Did it come out? You guys remember? I think so, but I'm not okay, that's fine. positive on it. But 
Um, I have two I want to pitch. One of them is definitely a January movie, but I'll throw in this one real quick, just for conversation's sake. You guys remember The Kid Who Would Be King? <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that movie. No, that's a January I enjoyed movie, dude. That is a January movie if I've ever seen one. Uh, okay, so anyone who <laughs> wants to know, The Kid Who Would right, Be King but... <laughs> was a 2019 release um, following this like British kid uh, named Alex who stumbles upon uh, the mythical sword Excalibur and goes on, you know, the journey of finding his knights and taking down this, like, mystical creature that's trying to overtake the school because, you know, that's the level of stakes that we have with this movie. Um, there is one really good joke in this movie where he they shoot down a bird creature of some form and <laughs> It lets out it the, goes, the funniest scream, scream as it goes oh, down. Yeah. He goes, he goes, Merlin! And then the bird goes, Arr! And then dive bombs into the field. It's hilarious. But other than that, yeah, this is the kind of schlock like movie that you kind of... I mean, you know, it's not like we went into this movie expecting some something... Anything more than what we got? We got exactly I mean, the movie that I think we were expecting. I don't know about I you guys. I enjoyed it, but I to- it screams January movie, and honestly, I feel like it would be more of a guilty pleasure because it's not a good movie. Yeah, it's like it's true. a movie that they're like interesting concept, but we can dump this. Like nobody's gonna watch it, and nobody did. Like I don't think yeah, anybody. I think it's us. pretty much just us, just yeah. us. Um, but a uh, January movie that I do want to talk about. Uh, which is, for me at least, this year's January movie is Mathrigan. Yeah, dude. Mathrigan. This will be good. This is like a little Mathrigan review. Because we all just yeah. saw that on Sunday. Yes. Um, at the AMC Burbank 16. At the AMC Burbank. Look at us. We're like uh, the AMC movie talk. You know, we we go to the AMC <laughs> Burbank 16, you know. Um, <laughs> no, but we all we all rounded up our pals to go see Mathrigan. And um, a lot of hype surrounding this movie, and I, I got the hype around it because the trailers were kind of. I I didn't think the trailers were hilarious, <laughs> like her dance or every, anything. Yeah. But I got why people thought that was funny. It looked you know? schlocky, you know. It looked very schlocky. It looked very campy, you know. Um, and you know, I think we we all went into this movie. Uh, with the same mentality that we went into for Violent Night, you know? We're like, we just, like, you know, th- this is sort of like, it's the, I'm coining this as, like, the Joey Jordan philosophy, you know? Because, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm just going in to have a good time, you know? That's all he wanted, you know? That's all he ever wants for these kind of movies. He's like, I'm just looking for a fun time. I want the audience means. experience to yeah, be... Yeah, the, the audience experience, He like, we wanted the audience to be, like laughing you know cracking at the movie and we got that with a violent night when we saw that last month but with mithrigan um no sir it no, felt yeah, like we, we were on a different strain than the yeah. rest of the, the audience yeah the, and like now you know how i felt when we saw instant family you that's how that's what it was like for me okay because no but the, i've had this during Venom and free guy like i i hated those movies so that's, that's true. Venom and Free Guy were the same. Um, but yeah, everyone, there was one guy in front of us that was just, he was losing oh. it. Oh, he was kicking his feet up. Oh, he was, he was the definition of rawful, you know? There were people in the back <laughs> losing it. And our row was just completely silent. 
None of us. None of us. Save for Justin, though. Justin had the great Justin, he silently loved that movie. He just sat there in his big chair with a big smile on his face. He gave it four stars, you know? He just... He silently loved it, but everyone else, we were like... "Mm, Yeesh. I just... Varying degrees of distaste. (laughs) People, yeah, people are loving it, you know, and it's getting a sequel, and I'm just like... You know, I think I think uh, Chris and I are the coldest ones. So, Chris, t- like, yes. tell us about your experience with Megan, aka Mithrigan. Yeah. I mean, like, when I went into this movie, like, I wasn't expecting much of anything. Like, I, I knew that it was a movie, like, a horror movie about this, like, um, like high-tech doll that kind of comes to life. And, you know, as someone who is a big Chucky fan... You know, like, I was like, okay, like, a modern, like, Black Mirror-esque rendition of it. You know, like, I can get on board with that. Like, you know, that works for me. But what I was treated to was a surprisingly flat and oddly boring and dull movie. Like, I didn't feel connected to any of the characters. and And I don't even need much to get connected to a character in this kind of movie. You know, just something simple, you know, a kid... You know, uh, and or like whatever, like the and like they had what they needed. It just didn't come together at all for me, at least. And like I thought, the kills didn't really do anything for me. I didn't find all the kills um, are in the I, trailer. Yeah, and yeah, all the Except best parts of the one. movie are in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There is one, um, but it's just like a lot of it is just feels kind of half baked to me. Like I, I would go for any any of the Chucky movies over this movie, even the bad ones. And there are some bad ones. Don't like you know. Um, I've I've definitely seen a couple of the the shitty ones in in that uh in that series. But yeah, like you know, I really wasn't asking for much with this movie, and it was it just kind of fell flat for me. Like I I didn't feel connected to anything in it. Um, at one point, I was like, man, am I even root? Am I rooting for the characters? Am I rooting for Megan? Or, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this movie, but at the same time, like, you, like, this movie should not have to, like, dumb down its, like, vernacular in order to make me connect to it. It's a, it, this should be a very easy movie to make, but it just didn't, it it didn't work for me. Um, I will say there, there are some, it has a moment or two where it's like, okay, they're doing something kind of creative. Like, there's this one scene with, um, with this kid in the forest and, when Megan goes after him, it's like, and she starts running kind of like a wild beast. Like, Best that's kind of cool. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, maybe do something a little, that's a little surreal almost, you know, and that's kind of cool. But like, the rest of it just did not gel for me. Um, but I'm glad that there are people who do enjoy Justin, the movie. Bro. Justin, I, I'm, you know, I, I, walked, I walked away from that movie happy that someone got to enjoy themselves in our bunch. And that's always enough for me. Um, I mean, just going to the movies is always enough for me. Um, I just wish I got a little bit more with this one. I wish I... um, Brandon, you brought up... um, Right after the movie, you brought up this one dialogue scene, which I will admit is great. It's great. They they dive into a dimension with this character that I actually think deserves some expansion and deserves something that is but they waste that's actually it. interesting but it just kind of like it just comes and goes and then and then it just doesn't it has no relevance to the plot going forward and like you can read this movie like a book it's it's so easy to follow and there's just there's just not much to it but that's just me um ethan you weren't too big on the movie either uh no. do you have anything you want to add to this conversation about uh megan um i just want to say uh, I thought the, all of the acting was horrible. I don't know how Brand- Brandon. You say 
what's her name? The, the girl I from think, Get Out. She no, was I think awful. No, she oh, wasn't. She yeah, was fine. She was. Here's here's my reasoning for liking her performance in this movie. I think Allison Williams is playing it as flatly as possible on purpose because of her position in life as like a inventor toy maker. She's not like the most socially awkward. Like she's not over hamming it up, but like she definitely is playing that as somebody who doesn't know what they want to do with their life, who doesn't know what to do with kids. Like I think that works. Is it like the greatest performance in the world? No. But I, I don't think it's a bad performance. I think she gives more than the girl in the movie, the little girl, who's awful. Sorry. Oh, Fuck I, I I will judge child actors accordingly. And like <laughs> that that like I don't care if like they're kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. Wait, okay, no. That's whoa, whoa, like, whoa. You used to bully me about that. What are you talking about? You were always no. like, Oh, Ethan's too hard on child actors. Oh, and now it's you're saying the exact Ethan, same Ethan, thing. Ethan, you're a bit you're you you go way too hard on them, but like I I feel like I'm just being very kind. You're a bit. That was some Trump stuff right there. You're a bit. Get him out of here. You're just a bit. Sit. Stop talking. You're a bit now. But listen, the the kids in this movie were horrible. The worst I've ever seen. They are awful. They are. They are pretty fucking awful. Like yeah, because like oh my god, when it's a little little kid who's like just trying to be cute, that's fine. This kid is like actually trying to act, and it pisses me off. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, Sorry I'm like, this. No, I get, I get what you're saying, though. It's like because, like, the thing about it is, like, of course, you know, we we give kids some level of leniency because you know they're fucking kids. You know, you can't expect yeah. the highest of acting from them. But at the same time, we have all, I think, we can all agree, we have seen some kids act their asses off, and like in some cases, perform just as well, if not better, than the adults. I think yeah. a great example, we, we've cited this movie before for this, Come On, Come On. Yeah. That kid is fucking amazing in that movie. Like, completely blows me out of the water in that movie. I, I have seen acting from adults who, like, that kid acts circles around them. So, yeah, you know, like, it's, it, it sounds shitty, but at the same time, it's like, we, like, there are great kid actors. And, you know, so it's hard to, like, it's, like... I don't want to sound like a dick because, of course, you know, it's a kid. You can't be too mean to them. But at the same time, like, shit, kid, you got you got your work cut out for you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know. She just was too much for me. I, I liked aspects of the movie more than you guys, but I still gave yeah. it, like, a two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not, it does, like, he's, like... Yeah, yeah. Brandon's not, like, in love with this half. movie. He still gave it a two. That's still, that's still Garbo, okay? That's it's still Garbo. four out of ten. Like, that's four not out very ten. good. That's... <laughs> That's less. That's less than a fifty percent. That's less than enough in uh, school grade terms. I, yeah, I just. It was just boring. It was just so boring. Uh, Mithrigan isn't introduced until like the second. Like not even. The, I don't know. Like like thirty minutes in. Thirty to I forty minutes in. You're just like you're waiting for Mithrigan. You're not. You know, just like what's going on here. You know? see, I'm fine with. 25 minutes but i think they stretched it too far but once they introduce her she's like she barely Nothing. does anything yeah she just know? sits there and then people go ha 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 and you're like why is the, why are they laughing her she's kills, just standing there yeah her kills were not impressive at all besides the yeah. little boy ripping her ear off that was cool like that was cool. seeing seeing the ears stretch that oh you know there was a rated r cut because there's Absolutely. a shot in the trailer yeah. of like like blood spatter 
and if you rewatch the trailer, I'm sure you'll see it. But like they removed it, so they cut this movie to a PG-13, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you think this movie would have worked better with the R rating? The I don't think it there. saves it. I don't, I don't know if it saves it. it. I think it might no. bump it a half star. Maybe. I think it makes it more fun. If it had but, good yeah. kills, you can still like justify that. You know, yeah. right? Like a oh my god. Movie. Speaking yeah. of which, Ronnie Cheng, man, like. I, I was so looking oh for yeah. My god, my god, give the guy a chance to rant, man. That's what you hired him for. He is the he is the best, uh, like comedian to come out of like the sphere in the past ten years, and barely used. They just make him angry, you know. Yeah, and like he's it's really funny when he's angry. If you've watched like his stand up specials, like that's what makes him so good is he can present all these zingers. With like this very angry and serious tone, you know, I took my I took my phone across the line, you know, right <laughs> now, you know. Um, we highly recommend you guys check out Ryan Chang's special. Um, yeah, what is it called? Um, it, like a, it destroys America or something. Asian like destroys America or some some yeah. something like that. Funny, one of the funniest stand-up specials I've seen ever. Brand's like, eh, I don't really get yeah, it. Yeah, Brand's more of a Russell Peters, Jeff Dunham kind of guy. I feel. I like. don't know. Yeah, he's more of a Nick Kroll kind of guy. You know, I when I'm high, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking deny it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you tell no, me, no, you, deny it, bro. I'll fucking deny it. Okay, so yes, no, not fucking you. That's not even close. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's a stretch, and you know it. That's a stretch, and you know it, Queso. Queso. Oh, sorry. We're talking about Sasha's party. We uh, we all came over. No, that's a great movie, by the to way. To my place, to the bog for a movie night, and we all sat down and watched uh, Sasha's party for the first time since I've seen it in theaters. I don't know for you guys, but it holds cool. up. It holds up yeah, pretty it well. It holds Chris. up. Yeah. Yes. Got to ask you a question first. Mm-hmm. What's your your place's name called? The Gulag. The Gulag. It's yeah. a prison. That, that's, <laughs> that's are you, what, Brand, the are you keeping like, the Stackplex, or are you just yeah. name it? Yeah, you're still no. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that. Stackplex. Yeah, that's fine. So Stackplex, the Bog, and the Gulag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, Sausage Party has like a two point four average on Letterboxd crazy people hate that's that crazy movie. i don't understand mm. I, Friend of I know the, show, the animator Milo, stuff he hates that movie oh i like i don't know man like i i mean like we've we've talked about like the production yeah. nightmare that it was that movie first of all we do not condone any of that that shit's bullshit that should never happen fuck that yeah as a movie though as a product like not product that's not it, the right word but it's good like like it's the, smart. The, the, the story smart the con yeah, it's like it's it's like it's your classic Seth Rogen like boner comedy, but it's also like a surprisingly sophisticated like movie about like religion, faith, human conditioning, and like and then Brandon, I remember you you dove into an analysis about about it like briefly while we were watching the movie, and it's like dang, like, you could write a paper on this thing, but I don't know, man. Like it just doesn't gel with some people, but it do, it does with us. You can analyze it from so many different angles and those they come together and, you know, the best kind of uh, stories intertwine their A, B and C plots together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it till the end because yeah. that's how sophisticated the storytelling is. And then when you analyze and go back and analyze it, I'm going to use an example from a movie that came out last year. Nope. That yeah. that movie did the same yeah. thing. 
And it's and, incredible because you don't even realize that then when you go back and analyze it, you're like, it's so rich that all of these things connect to each other, but can exist on their own as well. And Sausage Party does the same thing, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I don't love Sausage Party like I like and, Nope, but you know. <laughs> and people misconstrued the A and the B and C storylines in Nope. And that's why that some people don't like the movie. They're like, I don't get why that's in the movie. You they know? don't relate to each other at all. I'm like, they actually kind of I'm, I'm like, do. they actually do. Like, they're they're all supporting evidence for the film's thesis, you know? Yeah. And they're all three body paragraphs, you know, to the the thesis. For well, talking. anyway. Anyways, what are we, what are, uh, <laughs> Megan? This isn't their <laughs> January movies. <laughs> that, those movies that go in January. <laughs> Anyways, Megan sucks. Good pick, uh, Chris. Yeah. Um, not very many January movies are coming out for the rest of this month. Mathrigan is going to be my only 2023 film. Yeah, it's a kid. slow, it's a it's a slow January this year. You don't want to watch Plane? Oh, that Ooh, comes out this month. Plane. No, this, it came out like today. It came out today. It's out. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know it came out. Oh, shit. Plane what's... and uh, what's the other one? Uh, the House Party. House oh yeah, I've heard too. about House Party. Oh, well, let's talk about it. Nobody. Well, it's January. Nobody's it's January. Hey, that's, see, that's yeah, the, hey, I wonder why that is. Here, let's talk about. I wonder why, why we don't that? know what's coming up. <laughs> Let, okay, here's a good. Because if they have no my, cultural impact, here here's a good transition to one of my next films. Speaking of, don't know what's coming up. January, I think this month has also been proven as a big um, wild card month where studios will. Just throw wild cards. We're like, it doesn't matter if this movie makes no money. We just want to see what happens. You know, they make it a mystery. You know, often films with a lot of mystery, a lot of twists. M. Night Shyamalan usually has films that come out in January, like, uh, you know, Split and uh, Glass. Glass. But they moved it to February. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. Um, but I was surprised that this movie came out in January. Um Matt Reeves' Cloverfield came out in January. It's like the most iconic January movie of all January 18th, 2008 is when Cloverfield came out. And I think that is just like the perfect example of, you know, because I remember when Cloverfield came out, everyone, you know, it's found footage. You're like, what is this movie about? You know, there's some disaster happening, but you don't know what's happening. You know, that's what they display in the trailers. And... It's like, it, it's like, it, it was a movie where it's like, you have to go see it to like, to find, you know, because no one wanted to spoil it. No one wanted to spoil the surprises in that movie. That was a really cool experience. And like, because January, like it's this barren dumping ground of garbage, you know, uh, studios can sometimes have movies that come out like this. You know, Split was like that too, you know, because the, you know, there's the big twist spoilers for Split that it was actually in the unbreakable universe, you know? Everyone's like, whoa, what? Um, and that was like something that got people to go into the movie. It's like people, sometimes studios will strategically play films like this, you know, where word of mouth normally would be the only thing to get people to go see this movie, you know? Like sometimes they'll, they'll drop those movies throughout the year and like word of mouth will get people in, like no marketing will do it justice, only word of mouth will. And then... Sometimes word of mouth is just not powerful enough because all these other bigger films come out, you know, that people care more about. But when January comes around, you know, that's all there is to talk about. So word of mouth is actually good, you know. So that's why I want to talk about Cloverfield because I think that is such a good movie when it comes to, like, mystery. 
Uh, I hate the found footage genre, um, but I think Cloverfield does it really well here. I think it's probably the best found footage film I've ever seen. Question mark? I think it is. That one and Willow Creek are my like the only two ones I can think of that are good. But I don't know. Oh, right. You didn't like Blair Witch, did you? I, I hate Blair Witch. It's okay. No, that movie sucks. I... It's pointless scary, pointless movie it's building up to nothing i that's the point. i that's i don't a care interesting it, take it's building up to nothing the bit you're like it's interesting you're, spoilers okay we're, we're going all over the place here i need to i need to air out my grievances with blair witch we're building up to a dude just standing in a corner that's it you know that's what we'll build up the whole thing to and I'm just like, you're trying to make this scary. That's not scary. It's not what you see, it's what you don't see, even. I know, but... That's the whole conceit of horror. I don't think it's that scary, either, but, but like, I also didn't watch it in theaters in 1999, so... But eventually you have to see it for horror films, you know? Like, Jaws, like, The Thing. Those movies are scary because of what you don't see, but you eventually see it, and that creates the spectacle of it. You know? Blair Witch, it never gives you anything, ever. Leaves you completely unsatisfied by the end. You're like, oh, cool. I just watched nothing. You know? Hated it. And they were, all the characters were so annoying. They were just yelling at each other. Anyways, what do you guys think about Cloverfield, though? That's a pretty good movie, right? That's a pretty solid movie. It's not my favorite in the Cloverfield series. I mean, granted, Cloverfield I've seen Lane the two. Is leagues better. You don't have to see yeah. the third one. But, but, um, better, but I, Cloverfield's good. Yeah. I think, it's, especially as far as um, found footage movies go, this is a pretty fucking good one. I think like the intrigue behind like what oh like what's going on here like what's what's really going on in the in like you know what's the what's the big mystery with um you know like why is everyone panicking why is everyone running and all that like it it becomes it's a movie that I think takes full advantage of the form that it's that's uh, undertaking as a found footage film um I do think it's a it's operating within a genre genre form what's the word for found footage is it form I mean, is it a medium? No, because it, it's still a, it's is still it a film. mode? It's, you know, because it's like a doc, guess, it's like documentary. There's modes of documentaries. I guess it's a mode. Yeah, I guess a mode. I guess a mode of genre cut. filmmaking. Because yeah, every documentary is technically it's its own kind footage. of footage. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, every documentary is technically film footage. But um, but yeah, I, it it's it takes full advantage of it, and I think like it's. Like the found footage um, mode is something that was such a popular fad for a while, but kind of fizzled out. And I feel like the um, the on screen um, mode became like surged up again briefly, and then now like searching. I think is a great example. Unfriended, you know that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, and I and I think like you said, I think Cloverfield takes full advantage of it and makes it makes it work. Um, is it some like breakthrough piece of cinema? Not really for me, but for what it was, works well. I really like Cloverfield. I I mean, like I I remember the vi- viral marketing campaign, and it scared me as a kid. Yeah. I think that uh, the trailer was iconic. It was a teaser trailer, and I don't know if it's even in the movie, but they basically played with online marketing, which they did not do before, like two thousand nine like they rarely use the internet in terms of its marketing um and then they did for this movie and i remember it was like 
these people just on a city street in New York, random shots, and then the Statue of Liberty had to be thrown. Yeah. I don't remember if that's in the movie because I haven't seen Cloverfield since like 2016. It is in the movie. I, okay. I remember that. But it's it's allure and mystery is good. And I do think it's like one of the better found footage movies out there because it captures the chaos. It's high concept, which a lot of found footage movies really aren't. It's most found footage movies you could probably bet were made for like $20,000 with incentives for the stars and box office if for modern day, you mm-hmm. know. Back then, it was an easy way to make a movie for 10 grand. But Cloverfield is like by far one of the best January movies out there. Not saying it's a great movie. I'd probably give it like a three and a half, but Yeah, three and a half, um, you know. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun time. Put Matt Reeves on the map. You know? Yeah. Without that, no apes movies, no Batman. No Batman. Batman. Yeah. No. That's a he's a good director. He's a good director. I can't you know He said he, he he was actually asked about going back to the Cloverfield universe. Really? And he said he would like to Ooh. go back to the world, but he doesn't even know where to start. I don't even and know. Also, that's a big wor- yeah, that's a big word. I'm like, it was like the mystery box formula. Didn't Bad Robot produce it? Yeah, it's J.J. Abrams. It's yeah, mystery box. So. He, him, is, him and his little mystery boxes. We love him for it, don't we? Um, yeah. Good choice. I've got, I'm, yeah, I've got a movie to throw in here. <laughs> yeah, throw it in. All right. There's a movie... Very near and dear to my mine and Ethan's heart. Brandon, I think you enjoy this movie just fine. Oh yes, dude. I know exact this is Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. Fuck you. Dude. Bad Boys for Life rocks. Come on. You know this Bad movie, Boys for Life rocks. This movie rocks, dude. Oh, perfect Jan I, I'm glad we got That's this a good in January, January of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, we needed that one. We really needed we that ne- one. We needed it. It was the it was the fun before the storm, you know? Um January 2020 was a very good month for me and Chris. You know, we were thriving in January 2020, you know? Yeah. We were like, we were some of the only ones out in uh, in Orange at the time. You know, people back home. We were taking that horror class. We were, we were, we were hanging out like every day in January. It was great. Yeah. Was <laughs> and, see, and we went and saw Bad Boys for Life with a great crowd. Oh, my God. We saw an IMAX. And, you know, we... We ride together, we die together, bro. We like yeah. we just we get these movies, and you know, unfortunately, there we just we know some people who are just they just don't get it, you know. They just yeah. don't get these movies. <laughs> they're good, they're good man, good man, good but we're man, bad boys. Good man. Yeah, who the hell wants to see that movie? <laughs> see that? That's what they were expecting to see, but we want bad boys. They wanted good <laughs> man, good man. Yeah, this was that um, bad boys for life was such a pleasant movie for me because it was exactly the movie that i wanted it to be and it was very unapologetic about what it was and what it wanted to do um you know it didn't take itself overly seriously but it took itself seriously enough that you can get invested and you can enjoy yourself um and yeah it was such a good time i I really enjoyed that movie um and just like yeah that 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 experience of going to that movie with a surprisingly sold out crowd like that that theater was was packed. packed And like, man, like I remember having the great, a great, great time with you. Um, yeah, Brandon, you're you're not the hottest on <laughs> these movies, but like, you you enjoy Bad Boys enough. Silence. You got nothing to say. 
Silence. This, All right. this is kind of like when we took Brandon to go see Bad Boys for Life. When we took Brandon, uh, Joey, and Tori, and then they, okay, just, like, they ghosted defense. us for the rest of the night. In my defense, <laughs> I was not feeling super good. And the editing mm. of that movie made me feel awful. Even worse. Joey and I got physically sick <laughs> by watching that movie. Weak. And we don't know why. Weak. No, but it's really not a good movie. I, it's, I, it's a great movie. Right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it with your crowd of people that you went with. All right. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking assholes. (laughs) You're... Okay. You got anything? Let me tell you... Yeah. Let me tell you you the story of when we took Brandon and Joey and Tori to go see this movie. First of all, um, we went to the beach first, I remember. I remember that, yeah. Remember we got donuts at the beach, and then we were like... Uh, you know, a couple people were a little, um, a little high, you know, and we're like, you know, it'd be great right now. Let's go see bad boys. Chris and I love the movie. We want to go show everybody bad boys, bad boys for life. And we go in there, we watch the movie, we come out and (laughs) it's like, it's like they didn't even know who we were anymore. When we came out of the theater, they like, they pretended they didn't even know us. So we're going to leave the theater. I was like, what's going on? It's, It's like, we just offended them or something. We've, I guess we offended them with a bad time of the movies. And, you know, not my problem. I had fun, you know? Nothing I'm you can do it. from that. You're over it? Clearly you're not. You're silent and mad now. <laughs> I could do better. You could do better? All right, do better yeah. then. Paddington. Ah, okay. Oh, this is I have not seen this movie yet. <laughs> what not the hell, Chris? I have never seen a Paddington, Paddington movie. for Halloween! I know, right? <laughs> is that weird? Yes, it is weird. <laughs> that is very weird. You were so when you've never... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Very wholesome movies, you know? It's crazy that... It's a kid's movie, right? Most yeah. kid's movies, like, we joke, The Nut Job came out. Norm of the North came out. <laughs> Those movies are January movies, but Paddington is, like, good. It's actually good, you know? Yeah, it's good. I think it's a very wholesome movie. I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is. I think the ninety nine percent rotten, t- <clears throat> sorry, the ninety nine percent rotten tomatoes stuff is like, oh, it's just because nobody wants to give that movie a bad rating. It's not because everybody gives it five stars, you know? Yeah. And it's a good movie. It's like a four star movie because of how wholesome it is, how how the characters treat each other, and you don't expect it going in to capture your heart, and then it actually does. And it's surprising that it comes out among the shitty kitty slock, in january yeah and this uh, this is also one of the cases for a film my my last film that i have talked about where it's like uh the paddington films always come out during christmas time in the uk and then they come out in january in the u.s which i don't Mm -hmm. i don't get why i feel like i'd much rather go see paddington december you know um but anyways uh paddington is a good film and it's a good film that I literally, even though I've seen it, I can't tell you anything that happens in these movies. Like, I just know that they're pleasant films. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing memorable I feel about. I don't know if this is a hot take, because I know people champion, like, the Paddington movies as, like, oh, you know, we have some friends that just love the Paddington movies. I can't tell you one thing that happens in them. <laughs> you know? is a bear he's a nice guy british family um it's like stewart he like he likes marmalade and 
he gets into trouble or something. I don't know. You know? You're a hater. I'm not. I like the movies. I just can't tell you anything that happens in them. That's. They're just. They're just good movies that are forgettable. Do you think that the good January movies are always forgettable? Because they come out at the beginning of the year, so like it's less likely to be of your best of list. Nah. Because like Bad Boys for Life was at the top, bro. That was one of my favorite 2020 movies. Yeah. Okay, but what did you see in 2020? I didn't see (laughs) you go to the theater. Shut up. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Now, now it comes out. You know. No, 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 no. Cloverfield is a good movie. I think that made one of my favorite uh, 2008 films. I think. It's yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. But you're right. You know, early in the year, you tend to forget those earlier in the year movies. It's better than Norm of the North, man. Dude. Oh, Norm of the North. No, let's talk what about What an era that was. What an era. I'm still yeah, waiting for Norm of the North. Time. What is it? Six? Five? Five. 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 They said they're making five. Where is it? Where is it? We're ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We're, we're, we're waiting. We're ready. We're, we are literally waiting. Waiting in line. China. China. Oh my god. Remember when, oh my god, the fourth. China. China. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That oh, was such a fun day. That was a fun day. We and funnily enough, the third one the North was movies. like, okay. Yeah, and the third one is actually okay. Which made it like, after seeing the first two, which are... Absolutely it made it horrendous. like a three-star movie. It made it, it was like, like, wow, that was a weird cinema's like, alive. Great. Wait, is that the one where they go to China? No, 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 no the that's fourth the one. No, that's, a, that's the, the fourth one. Like they, yeah, but that one's boring as hell, yeah. man. That the second so one's boring. actually worse than the first one. That's crazy. Yeah. You don't well, think after they recast him. Yeah. <laughs> the second one is like two movies, remember? It just like, it becomes, yeah. it's yeah. like kind of like Chunking Express. It's it's kind of awesome like that actually. Why did you just compare Norma the North, Norma the North to to, to Chunking Express? Let's just say let's just say when you listen to Stacked, you know we like to think outside the box. You get those outside the box. I guess that's for details, that's you know. You get you get you get some conversations that you can't find anywhere else, such as you know Norma the North two, Chunking Express being the exact same movie. You know, think about it. <laughs> It's true. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, Paddington. That's a good January movie. I remember seeing that. Um, I want to talk about a January movie uh, that I was saying, like the awards films that are limited re- release or come or out race. or come out uh, across seas uh, in <laughs> December. Across seas. Across. I've never heard that expression before. Across the across, seas. No, you said across, across seas. seas. Across you didn't seas. Say the, you didn't say the. It's, yeah, they're just across seas, you know? Like, there's two, there, you know, there's Atlantic, there's Pacific, they're both directions. There's many seas they could be across from, you know? Across the seas. From sea to shining sea! And I'm gonna steal your thunder, and I'm gonna say he's talking about the founder. I'm not talking about the Did that come out in January? Yes, it did, baby. Wow. <laughs> All right. We can we can hold off on my pick. We gotta talk about the founder for a second. <laughs> God, what a movie! That's a great good movie. movie. I can't believe movie. Joey's never seen the founder before. Yeah, well, that's how Joey. How have you not seen guys, this movie? We You're gotta have, we kid. gotta bring a movie night where we go out and get McDonald's, sit down. And all just, of our friends are invited. Every all of our yes. friends are invi- all of our listeners are invited. You can come over, have some, share some McDonald's, and watch the founder because that is like. 
it's just it's a it's a film about you know how corrupt Ray Kroc was and how he took over the company, but it, yet yeah, it's so wholesome at the same time. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, you know? there's it's, there's yeah. this yeah there's this <laughs> scene weird. there's this scene that I have rewatched. I rewatch this scene probably like once every two weeks at least. It's what? a scene where Ray Kroc go quack when Ray Kroc goes to McDonald's for the first time and experiences fast food for the first time. And just like seeing him kind of go through that really weird, like enigmatic process of experiencing fast food. And as someone who has never done that before, it's kind of a fascinating sequence. And also it's just like, it's so satisfying. There's something about the way this movie is constructed. That's really satisfying. Like you can just watch it and you're just like, Oh, it's so like just comforting to watch, even though it's like about corruption. (laughs) (laughs) And how terrible Uh, capitalism is. How terrible it can be. Yeah. Um, no, but like it's Ray Kroc's a terrible human being. Like he yeah. he destroys yeah. a small business. He steals their idea, like Mark Zuckerberg did for Facebook. Yeah. He franchises the shit out of it, losing the <laughs> message of what it means to be a, a good business. You know, yeah. a good business, and like having that motto and philosophy. And then he, I don't think he remember. Doesn't he have like a? He's unfaithful to his wife as well. I'm pretty sure that's a subplot. If I remember, I, I don't so. know, man. I only made it through halfway through the film last time I watched it uh, last year. But I really like uh, this movie. I, I own it on Blu-ray. It's good. It's great. I, I gotta get it. <laughs> I, it. Michael Keaton's great in it, you know? He is. Oh, he's great. I, I am great. shocked. I am shocked this movie got no Oscar love. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good movie. Like, it is kind of generic <laughs> at times. But, like, it's, like, so sincere in its genericness that i can't help but love it and also like also like michael keaton is great in this movie like honestly this is the keaton sense like it was right after birdman and spotlight so i was like oh he was in his yeah he was in his prime his second prime (laughs) it's just like there's something really beautiful about movies that are just good you know right you know what I mean? And it's just like sometimes you want, you don't want to throw on like a five star right now, you know? Because like they'll, I don't want to watch Schindler's List tonight. You know? I ain't watching Schindler's List. I ain't watching End of Evangelion tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Not. I don't want to watch. You know, I don't want to cry my eyes out watching. Um, I don't know. Uh, Paddington Two. Paddington Two. No. Um, watching. You know, Ice Age. You know, or something like that. <laughs> Everyone's like, I see. Uh, I think it's a five-star movie. Shut up. Uh, you just want to throw in something that's good, you know? Something you can just, like, you just relax to. You know? Something reliable. Because yeah. sometimes in a, in a masterpiece, you really lose yourself in it, you know? You don't want to... You lose yourself! Be, you know, you don't want to lose yourself in the music, the moment you want to never let it go. Um, no, you don't... You never want to, uh, you know, completely lose yourself in a film. You're just like, I want to hang out on the couch and just be relaxed. Watch a, just a good movie, you know? Yeah. And that's what the founder is for. You know? It's just one of the I think it's one of the best just good movies. You know? Just good. You know? Not great, just good. And that's what like alongside like. Olympus has fallen as like my comfort no. good movies. Yeah. Comfort good it's movies. Like Battleship. Battleship? No. No. It's almost okay, like Battleship. what's it? Like... That's good. That's a like, that's a guilt. That's, that's not a guilt. I know. That's that. 
Oh, Let me think. What's just like a just a straight up good? I'm movie? looking over my Blu-ray shelf right now, trying to find a just good movie. I mean, we have plenty, I'm sure. If I look yeah. my movie collection, I think Predator. Predator is a just good movie that I think is a lot of fun. You know, I wouldn't say that movie's incredible. I think it's just good. You What's know, it's a just good movie. I am. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really I, don't I, fucking care, Brandon. No, I didn't say I don't care. I just don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, anyways, you know, January is also good for those just good movies. You know, movies. Yeah. I remember I mean, seeing. I remember seeing the founder. Uh, nobody was in the theater. My dad fell asleep while we were watching it. You know, just one of those movies where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm the only one awake in this theater watching the founder. And and you know what? That's all right. That's all right, mama. That's all right. Best me. in show. I would say, best in show. Yeah, that movie's good. Just good. I don't know. I don't think it's so that's good. What I, it's just good. That's I think what I'm it's saying. Just good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, what was your other pick? My last pick. Uh, yes, I should talk about this. Um, is a film that we went and saw in the cold winter of January. My dad left um, the car on when we went and saw it. So when he got out of the theater, it was like midnight and our car was dead um and we had just to survive the elements because it was kind of a lot like the movie itself it's the revenant the revenant did a oh, very small limited release movie. it was a very small december uh 2015 and then its wide release was january 2016 and that's when i saw it um and i think i don't know i feel like that was just one of those good movies where it's like we're out of the chaos of award season you know um, now I can just sit down with this really cool, intense film, um, and just think about it for all of January, because there was no other movies that came out, you know? I thought this, I think The Revenant's a great film. I thought it was so cool. Um, yeah. you know, uh, it's like, I, what? I just don't know. I like, I think of that movie in its own little sphere. It's own little ball universe it lives in, because it doesn't feel like a movie that, the only reason it got recognized was because of Leonardo DiCaprio. Let's be honest. Like, that's the only movie, the reason that movie got the buzz it did. That's true. I but think this is, I think the lighting know, in cinematography is fantastic, but I don't think normally people would go to the audience for, or go to the film, the theater for something like that. And maybe yeah. that's what's yeah. so charming about it. But it, it also reeks of that late December push. Like, the, the Adam McKay movie like the big shorts that don't look up to the world the vices yeah mm. yeah no slouch on the revenant it's a good movie i don't know i just yeah. don't love it yeah i'm a big fan of the revenant um i really enjoy it i think i personally like really can like you know beyond its amazing production and oh my god like the this team must have went through hell for this movie that shit looks awful to film in that, those conditions must have sucked but um, what I came around with this movie is like the the thing I really like about it is how it kind of dives into like this kind of existential story about man's relationship with nature, and it's kind of done through this kind very like subdued way. Yes, you know it is a revenge story, but it, at the same time, it's also a story about man like man unleashed, you know. And at least yeah. that's the way I see it. And I find that to be a fascinating thing. This is actually probably one of my favorite of of uh, Inuritus. Even though it's the least like him, honestly, at least in my it opinion. Is. 
Yeah. Um, but I think I think it comes across very well, and I I personally very much enjoy this movie. Um, yeah, thumbs up for me for for this movie. Big old thummy thumbs. Um. All right. Well, th- those are the old yeah. movies I picked for January. Is yeah. Before we wrap it up, I I want to just throw one in there, one more in there. Actually, yeah. two more. But yeah. uh, they're, they're I can pair them together. One of them I can't even really speak on because I have not seen this movie, but I've heard nothing but amazing things, and um, I intend to see this movie one day. Um, number one, Before Sunrise. That movie came out in January of 1995. Oh. Wow. And Silence of the Lambs, which came out in uh, February. Well. January, the last, the literal last weekend of January in 1991. That's crazy. And it won all the Oscars. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just throw out some out there. I'm going to throw out my favorites, you know, Mm. uh, Taken 3, The Boy, Mordecai, The Fifth Wave. Uh, No, I'm joking. I'm joking, joking, guys. I'm joking. Uh, The first Taken came out in January, and I—that's a classic. You got—it's an action classic. The Gray—I never saw the Gray. Me either. Because I, I uh, January is a good month for Liam Neeson, I guess. I suppose throw their—he did nonstop in February, but I digress. Uh, Split, Kung Fu Panda Three. Oh, I enjoy Ooh. Ride Along. I have a—I have fun with those movies, uh, especially the first one. Um, that was like kind of like the beginning of Kevin Hart and modern cinema. And then my last one, and I have to shout it out because it came out last year and I loved it. The studio didn't believe in it. And now we're getting the sequel this year. I, I've got the reboot of Scream. I think it's oh, so tasteful. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I, I love I love that franchise. So it just was a dream come true to see something like that in the theater. But yeah, those are mine. Can't. Hell when's yeah. the, when's the new Scream. Scream coming out? February, March. right? Oh, March. Dang. Yeah. So they have I'm a little more belief. Yeah. They're, I think the horror slate for this year, horror and animation the next two years is going to be pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Especially after the lackluster year we had in 2022. for Well, lackluster. What? what are you talking about? In terms of animation, yeah. Horror was good. But animation, oh. I think, was lackluster. I think Turning Red, the bad guys, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. But you know, I not that Close big of moves? a fan of. I liked those movies. I didn't. I the only one I loved or bordered on loving was Turning Red. What I thought we both saw the bad guys and we thought it was great. What are you talking? I thought it was about? very fun. I gave it four, but yeah, it's that, a low four. That's what? a low four. Look at where it is on my ranking. It's I'm a three and a, that movie's a three and a half for me, man. Yeah, it's like a just good movie for Chris. But like I, that's what I mean. Like the the next year and a half or two years is yeah, gonna be like, really good. Ethan, when's the last time you gave an animation film five stars? When's the last time like, I gave an animated film five stars? Mine is Spider Verse. Uh, I I didn't give Spider Verse five stars. Well, the last movie animated movie I gave five stars was probably Paprika, but like that didn't come no, out. No, that came out like in in release. Years. I mean, you meant most recent? Let me look. Yeah, the most recent five star film. Oh, end of even even on three plus one that came out last year. But if we're talking American I didn't get animation, that five. um, the Lego Movie was the last five star. That Lego man, that first Lego Movie is so good. That's a fa- oh, yeah. I that's the movie that really started like for me. I feel like that's what started like big movies being in February. Yeah. I remember February the Ninjago Movie that was that surprisingly decent. It's good. 
I'm uh, okay. Here's something that you guys probably didn't know about me. I've only rated seven animated films five stars. Seven? Yeah. Where were they? Paprika, End of Evangelion, Beauty and the Beast, It's Such a Beautiful Day, Akira, The Princess and the Frog, A Town Called Panic. Wow. Dang. So I'm, I guess I'm very strict with animated movies because like I, I have so. a lot of four and a halves, but not a lot of fives. I which guess is crazy. you just don't really take the medium for granted and think it's just like for kids or something, something like that. You know. I I, I mean a lot of the films I listed are not kids movies. I suppose. Oh okay, Mister. Uh, you know what? But you know yeah, Toro, I've never rated a Ghibli movie enemy. five stars. What? Oh my goodness. Oh, and I guess the 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 most recent then would have to be 2012's It's Such a Beautiful Day <laughs> to answer the question. Oh and then oh. Princess and the Frog. I honestly think the closest five-star animated movie is probably Inside Out. Like, that's close to being five. And that came out in 2015. Mm. But for you guys, it's been a while, huh? Or not yeah, that much well, long. Spider Verse, like that's like what, two, uh, four, four or five years for me. Yeah. Well, twenty twenty one, and I'm. Why am I diminishing Japanese animation? No, twenty twenty one was the last time I gave movie five stars last year. Stand by that. <laughs> but what's coming out this yeah. year? What's coming out this year? It's so for animation, Spider Verse two. That's exciting. Uh, what's Turtles? Pixar putting out? Pixar's Elemental. putting out Elemental, which I'm, and then Disney's putting out Wish, that movie that's oh, based that around sounds... the star. Oh, I yeah. like that idea, frankly. I it's I know why people are cringing at it, but I like it. Uh, DreamWorks is coming out with an original movie called Meet the Gilmans, which is about a family of Kraken. It's like a coming. I'm, of so, I'm so happy to see DreamWorks doing some like unique stuff lately. Yeah, there was one more. They're oh, they're coming out with Troll oh 3. Ghibli. Ghibli's doing something. Oh, Ghibli! Yeah, yeah. Miyazaki. It's in my top That's like my, it's in my top five. Yes, how Miyazaki's next films come out next year? Holy shit, that's insane! This year, all right. This year, this, this year. Oh yeah, because it is this year. It's twenty twenty three now. That's great. Oh my god! Yeah, of course. Okay, animation's gonna be great this year. I want to know. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year for animation. Whew. In horror, we have Evil Dead Rise. Yes. We have an Exorcist movie from David Gordon Green. Oh no. Uh-oh. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then we have Scream 6 and that is what I'm happy for most, I think. I'm also really excited for Knock at the Cabin. That's Yeah, that's a horror movie, Ooh. I guess. I think that's going to be good. I don't know. Yeah, that looks cool. Too. I'm looks so, I'm curious to see like what the the reveals are. And I'm and I'm excited to see Batista like get get dramatic again. I yeah, I think he's great. I think getting, he's the, the best wrestler two? turned actor. Yeah, definitely. We get Everyone's the nun like, too. Roddy Piper is no dude. No, he's not. They lives no. good, but it's nowhere near what Batista was doing, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine or Glass Onion, you know, or this movie. Yeah. Or Drax. Yeah. Cena's getting there though. Cena's getting. Yeah, there. Cena. Getting... Cena's working his comedy, which is great. He, I think he's he, he working works his great. comedy. He could. He, he's like becoming one of the funniest like guys out there. Oh my god. Yeah, I agree. Chris Stuckman's horror movie comes out this oh, year. Oh yeah, Stuckman's work comes out. We're getting Stuckmanized this year, guys. <laughs> oh boy. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's we'll gonna see. be a good year. 
Yeah. I just, I have well, nothing to base off Chris Stuckman as a filmmaker. I guess, okay, we're going to stop talking because I, I don't know how long you guys <laughs> Okay, end the for. show. No, I'm just kidding. Because we're not talking about We can wrap it up soon But go say what you're going to say I was like we're not really talking about January movies anymore Uh, And since we don't have any final stack I'm just going to say go watch Cloverfield After this And then I don't know if you guys wanted to list off Any other movies that you're excited for Since it's our first episode of the new year We can talk about our most anticipated movies Before we wrap it up I don't know if you guys want to do that Oh that's a great idea yeah, that's sure. A... Let's list. Let's let's rattle off some some picks. Yeah, Brian, you want to go first? I know you put out your big master list the other day. I did. I, I have a hundred eleven titles on this list. Uh, I and I'm not. It, it's on my letterbox list. It's listed as all the movies I'm interested in seeing. Now I'm not excited to see all of these in the sense that I'm like rushing to opening night for hundred eleven movies to watch these. But like. There, I want to watch most of these, and I, I, there are a lot of sequels I don't want to watch, and I've listed those, but I'm gonna have to watch with the people I'm with. I feel like I'm gonna have to go see the Meg Two or Paw Patrol Two for shits and giggles. Uh, I feel like Wait, I'm did gonna you see the Meg Two. Yeah, Meg's Two's the Meg Two's coming two? out. Oh, I, I know there's a Meg Two. <laughs> yeah, that's coming out this year. I feel like I'm gonna get dragged to Aquaman Two and the Book Club Two. Hell, God. you definitely are. You definitely, you can count on that one. Yeah, so, but, like, as far as, like, my most anticipated of the year, I gotta go through my top ten. Miyazaki's How Do They Live? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or How Do You Live? I'm so excited. Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie, is coming out this year. With Tom Hanks. Dude, I can't wait for that. I, I, I'll I'll talk about when I'm listing mine. Keep going with yours. Alex Garland is coming out with an uh, action oh, I had epic no called idea. Civil War. That's oh. crazy. And it stars Kirsten Dunst and Stephen McKinley Henderson. Huh. Uh, do you guys know Me. that guy? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that guy, but I know that I know. You'll Kirsten look Dunst. him up and you'll recognize his face. David Fincher's got a movie coming out this year, The Killer. Oh yes, finally. With Michael a Fincher movie that feels like a Fincher movie. What? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Bo is afraid. Loved that trailer. Looked like misery plus Synecdoche, New York plus like some Michelle Gondry shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then that was ki- good. Ki- Killers of the Flower Moon. New oh. Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' Poor Things. Really looking forward to that because I love that director and he lo- he's great. It's got Willem Dafoe in it and Mark Ruffalo and Emma Stone. So that's an interesting group. Uh, Ridley. Ridley Scott's coming out with his Napoleon movie. Yes, I'm so. so and Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. That's crazy. Oh Joaquin yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is gonna have the year. Let's of see how it compares movie. to the other Napoleon movie, eh, Brandon? Yeah, the other one that was fantastic, Which is a uh, masterpiece. My number two is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Yep, that's I, I need a I need to watch two of the Mission Impossible movies for the first time that I haven't seen this year. I haven't seen two or I three, need to see but four, four of them. Uh huh. But I, I am determined because I am thrilled to... Uh, I love Tom Cruise unabashedly. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite actors, even if he's a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my number one is a direct-to-streaming movie. It's the Community movie. It's finally <laughs> happening. I'm so excited. This is a promise that has been gestating. I've watched this show since like 2012, 2011, so... It's like it's like a dream come true to see, but uh, yeah, 
I, I, I don't know if there's any others that... I mean, all the blockbusters, I guess Indiana Jones, I guess, Super Mario Brothers. Wait, let me... Save some for me. Come on now. Sorry. Okay, go let ahead. Me, you can shout out. Some let soon. me roll down my top ten. Uh, obviously, the Spider-Verse sequel. Can't wait to see what they do with that. Uh, Blue Beetle. I can't wait to see what they do with Blue Beetle. It's such a new, fresh hero. Um, I've heard promising things about Blue Beetle. Uh, you know, uh, just on the streets. I drive around the Warner Brothers a lot. You know, see what they say about that. You ask people, passersby, hey, hey, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, what do you think? They're like, oh, it's good. Um, Dune Part 2 is coming out. The second Dune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dial of Destiny is coming out. Indiana Jones. I'm very nervous about that film, but... I'm not. It's James Mangold, man. Trust I know, the dude. I listen. Indiana Jones. As much as I love the franchise, I I always realize this. Like I love Indiana Jones, but he's bad at fifty fifty. I only like two of the four movies, so we'll see if this one breaks a tie. You know, we'll see which direction it breaks it in. Um, Asteroid City. I for some reason like I I love Wes Anderson. I. I absolutely love that dude. I love everything. I just, I love his whole, I love his whole thing, you know? And I will always be first in line to see a Wes Anderson movie just because he is just such a unique voice, you know? And it just, it gels with me so well. I know people like to clown on Wes Anderson movies. Not me. I love them so much. It's always, it's always an event when one of his movies come out. Um, Aquaman 2, Chris and I are going to be seeing that. We're going to be first oh, in yeah. lines. Absolutely. Oh yeah. How do you live Miyazaki's next film? I'm I'm not ready for what whatever that's going to be. I know nothing about that. I just know like there's a bird and there's like an eyeball in its mouth. I I don't know what's going on there. The Super Mario Brothers movie. It's I'm actually it looks decent. <laughs> it's not like it's not like the first Sonic movie where I was terrified to see it. it I was anticipated. It's like I I compared like Sonic movies like. I was anticipating seeing that movie as like as if I was anticipating like a family member getting out of surgery, you know, just to see what's happened. Like if they're going through like a brain surgery, you know, you're like, oh sh, I just I just need this to be over. I just need to see what happens, you know. That's what it was like. But this, I'm like, I'm genuinely excited to see the Mario Brothers movie. I have so much faith in it now, which is crazy because it's Illumination. Chris Pratt is doing a horrible Mario voice, but literally everything else looks phenomenal. Can't wait. I can't believe you haven't mentioned Guardians Three. I, I it's I've just like I've reflected in, in my time recently that like the Guardians movies are like I can't believe how much I care about these characters. I, I realized this once I watched the holiday special. I'm like this special's this special's good, but like I can't I can't believe that I was crying during it because like I just I know and love all these characters so much. Because that first Guardians film was so formative to me growing up, you know, it might it might be more like my Star Wars, you know, the first Guardians film, like that was just that hit me at the right time, and it's gonna be emotional saying goodbye, like wrapping up this trilogy, you know, it's gonna be a definitive ending to whatever this this these this team that we know, you know, and of course number one is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Oh my God, that just that's my number eleven. Oh, that just I listen. Kang, the Conqueror, he he looks glorious. Modok's in there. He's not just a robot, you know. He actually got a Ethan, face. 
Yeah. I feel like we li- like exist in the minority about this movie because everybody's shit talking it on the internet and we're like sitting in our little bubbles. It's like our most anticipated Marvel movie of the year. Yeah. People are shit talking it because they're tired of the visual effects, which I get. You know? It I get the coloring and visual effects. That's the only reason they're shit talking it, but this looks mint. I I could write, like, an essay on the, that new trailer that came out on loan and how it is just, like, it is wrapping up Scott Lang's storyline from this very first movie. You know, I think this whole, his whole character arc has been about time and lost mm-hmm. time, and now he's finally coming in this, like, in this third movie. It's kind of finally wrapping all up about time, being a father, you know? There's going to be heist elements to it. it. It just, it seems brilliant, you know? And the dialogue in the trailer is really good. I... I couldn't ask for anything more, honestly. It just somebody looks... told somebody on the internet was like, "This movie looks like it showed the whole movie in the trailer." No. And one of the one of the scoopers who like like consistently like talks about stuff, spoileristic stuff, was like, "If you think this movie showed you the whole thing in the trailer, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by what you get." Yeah. Which makes me excited, and I hope it's not just an Easter egg setup fest for the Kang Dynasty. You know, I hope it's not what they hoped Multiverse think, of Madness would be. I think there's going to be actual consequences in this movie that will set up King Dynasty. I know? think that's what Phase Five is going to be about, which yeah. is why I'm excited for this year of Marvel. As much as that's ridiculous to say after Phase Four, when everybody was like super irritated and mixed on every single product. Yeah. So I can't. I can't even tell you what Phase Four was about, but you know, Chris. So, so just loose cool. ends from Endgame, I guess. Anyway, yes. Chris, go ahead. Um, okay, I'm I'm just gonna skim through because uh, I pretty much agree with every single pick that you guys put forward. But I'll just throw in a couple of ones. Number one that I'm looking forward to this year. Well, not number one, but like the one that's coming out soon. That I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to see a- eighty for Brady. I really <laughs> want to see that movie. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what else. Uh, Cocaine Bear. I'm ex- I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. I'm Guy Fieri. I'm uh, Cocaine Fieri. Bear. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm now scared uh, for talk. Cocaine Bear after Megan, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid I'm going to be underwhelmed. I don't know. Um, John Wick 4. I'm excited to see that. Oh, yeah. That, um, one, that one always misses my top 10, the John Wick movies. They always sleep on my top 10, but they, I always love them. Um, there's this movie called Suzume no Tojimari. I probably fucked up that pronunciation. That's high. That's not high. That's, um, that's, um, Shinkai's new movie. I'm excited to see that. Oh, guy. yeah. She falls in love with a chair, right? Yeah, or I don't know, but chair, chair is <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I'm not hating. That's cool as fuck. I want to see what happens. I'm, add- I'm adding um, that to my list. If this movie really does come out, I'm just curious to see what happens. I'm excited to see The Flash. Yo, it's coming out. I, I'm not it's excited. It's probably going to come out, but uh, yeah. Um, what I else we got? What's going to happen there? Um, is this movie what I think it is? How? It's oh, going to yeah, come that's, out. That's not, um, because Oppenheimer. Uh, oh, yeah. Barbie. Oh yeah, Barbie. I'm excited to see Barbie. Same day. Um, <laughs> same day. Yeah. Um, I guess my big art movie, one of my bigger art movies of the year, that uh, other than the ones that you guys mentioned, I'm really excited to see Maestro. Uh, just because I want to oh, give yeah. Bradley one more chance. Because uh, oh, I yeah. was not a big fan of Star Is Born, so let's let's see how he does. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch more Spider Verse two, obviously, but like we've listed out so many already. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good year. We got a good year ahead of us, guys. Um, Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I hope Looking next good. goal wins in the Willy Wonka movie. Or oh, right, Wonka. <laughs> the Willy Wonka. Yeah. I don't give a yeah, shit about Wonka. He's not good. 
<laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> Chicken right. Run 2. What? On. Is Gibson coming back for that one? Wait, no. when does Creed 3 come out? What? Creed 3. That comes uh, out March. March. Yeah, that's coming out this year. Oh, That'd geez. be great. That's coming out, that's coming out fast. I, I, what, are you not excited about the... The... What is it? Oh, Nimona? That's coming out? What is that? Nimona, it's that movie that Pneumonia? Blue Sky can't saw. No. Okay. Okay. Fine. What, what is it's it? Whatever. What is it's it? A movie, I don't know what it it's is. It's a movie that uh, Blue Sky can't, got canceled because... Because they were bought uh, by the, Disney? No, it was an LGBT movie. Oh. Animated movie. And oh. Netflix picked it up after it was canceled. And they're actually coming out with it this year. Oh, that's cool. Um, then there's the... The Please Don't Destroy movie, the SNL group of members, the funniest people on SNL nowadays. 65. Oh, come Moody on, man. On I don't know. We'll see. Hope so. Is Kyle Moody in it? I don't care. Anyway, those you are said, all I You said about. the best people that worked on SNL, so I was... I don't know. Well, lots of good movies to look forward to. Lots of good episodes of Stack to look forward to. Um, let us know what you thought about the new the, the new arrangement, this new, this new format to the show, you know? Um... I think we're going to have some fun here. Uh, I think it's going to just lead the way for more topics, you know, uh, more discussion, uh, more banter between the three of us, you know. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you think and let us know what your favorite January movies are. What movies remind you of the month of January in the comments? Guys. Um, what? I can't believe you didn't. Sorry. Never mind. What? You didn't even mention that Fast 10 comes out this year. Oh!